Richard Rose speaking. Welcome to another podcast. The song you've just heard is Running Wild, as rendered by the great Duke Ellington Band on a 1930 recording. It's the theme song of my podcast, Running Wild with Richard. As an award-winning author, I've let my imagination run wild to create the plots of my short stories, novels, and screenplays. Hey, and if you've got some goal that you want to achieve, give it a try, and I'll bet you can get the job done as well. I have a special guest, Barb Bailey, who let her imagination run wild big time as a singer, writer, producer, and booking agent here in Chicago. <laughs> Did I leave anything else out, Barb? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that enough? <laughs> it's plenty. Okay. <laughs> well, I know that Tally Ho was an important event, a uh, very important event in your life. Uh, uh, tell us about Tally Ho, Barb. Uh, Tally Ho was a baby. Um, actually, I was found in a cardboard box when I was a week to ten days old. And it was at the Tally Ho apartment building in Wheeling, West Virginia, right inside the front door. And I can only imagine the caretaker's surprise, can't you, when he oh stumbled God, over yes, a baby you walk out in a the box. Front door and there's a box with oh a baby my in it. Gosh. I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> and back then, you know, I think what happened was, and I'll never know, because um, I never did meet my real mother, but. I think what happened was she was forced to get rid of her baby, and she could have put me in a dumpster in the Ohio River, and I think she probably boarded a bus, because it's right on the bus line, with the box in one hand, the baby in another hand, took the bus to the tally-ho, probably got off at three in the morning when nobody was looking, said her goodbyes to her baby, put her baby in the box, and went back and boarded the bus and went home. That's what I think happened. But anyway, I became known as the Tally Ho Baby in the Wheeling News Register. And this went on for four weeks because I was a ward of the state of West Virginia, which meant they provided for me for four weeks, hoping that my mother would come back to claim me. Well, four weeks passed, and there was this dinner party for Judge McKee in Wheeling. And Lucretia and George Bailey went up to Judge McKee and said, So, Judge, whatever happened to the Tally-Ho baby? Did her mother come back to claim her? No, George, it's so sad, but Monday we're transporting her to the state orphanage in Charleston. And Lucretia and George, guess what, looked at him and said, Ah, no, you're not. We want to adopt her. So literally two days later, Monday morning, um, when I was supposed to go to the orphanage, they were in his chambers adopting the baby in the box. So I am the tally-ho baby. That's quite a story. Was there uh, someone special early in your life who influenced the the direction that you took? Um, Dick, no, not really. I came out of my mother's womb in show business. I did. Did you rehearse in there? (laughs) I don't know. Um, Kicking and screaming, probably. Practicing my my voice. (laughs) Poor mom. Wow. As an agent, uh, who were some of the people you booked? 
Oh, my goodness. Over the years, I've been in this crazy business for over 40 years since I graduated from college. I've been in some form of the music business, and I've... I've worked not only as a booking agent, but I was first a music producer's agent. And I worked out of Sunset Sound Recording Studio in Hollywood for eight years and and um, Universal Recording Studio here in Chicago for five years before that. And then, long story short, I ended up moving back from L.A. and opening my own business, which is Bar Bailey Entertainment. And I started booking. But I'll tell you what, I've booked all kinds of people, and there is one in particular named Dakota that I got a phone call from a producer in Vegas who said, Bar, there's this kid, he's so talented, and he's knocking around in clubs in Las Vegas, and he has no representation. I said, how old is he? And he said, I think he's 19 or 20. I said, no, don't even tell me about him because it's too many problems when they're a minor. Can you believe a year later another producer called me from L.A. and said, Barb, you know, there's this this kid knocking around in Las Vegas who's really, really, (laughs) and he doesn't have any representation. And I said... Wow, this is getting to sound really familiar. What? How old is he? <laughs> he said, 20, 21. I said, who is he? He said, Dakota Horvath. And I said, well, send me his sizzle reel. He did, and after the first song, which was, I've Got You Under My Skin, he had me. He got under your skin. He got under my <laughs> skin, hook, line, and stinker. Uh, that's terrific. And he, I've been his manager now. Um... For thir- 13, 13 years. 13 years. He just turned 34 July 10th, and we started working together, um, what was it, August of 68. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 13 so kind of, years. He was 21. He was responsible for launching his career then, I'd say. Yeah, we well, had a good career as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Sinatra discovered him. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. he was singing in, in this nightclub uh, down in... Fort Lauderdale, and he was standing on, on, on a piano in a three-piece vested suit singing like Sinatra, I'll be and it got recorded, uh-huh. and when Sinatra heard it, he found out that Dakota was in the audience. He had Tom Dreesen, who was opening for him at the time, come back into the audience and invite Dakota backstage before the show. They talked for 20 minutes. At the end of the, of the talk, he took his orange handkerchief out of his vest pocket, handed it to Dakota, Dakota still has it, Uh and says, you've got it, kid. In other words, man, you've got it. The next day, it hit the National Enquirer. Ah, okay. Yeah, so he had a great, great kid. Uh You know, this happens a lot in show business. He had a wonderful, up until he was about 15, career. And then things happened, and um, the career went south mm-hmm. and he started knocking around in clubs yeah. in Vegas when his parents had him out in Vegas and that's how we met that's amazing that's very yeah okay. it was really great tell us about your career as a producer was that in Hollywood as well as in Chicago well Dick no when I came back from Hollywood and I opened my own company Bar Bailey Entertainment that was when I started producing and started collecting 
um, other artists in addition to Dakota. And um, I produced a couple of shows not so long ago that I'm very, very proud of. One was at the Auditorium Theater, which you know seats 4,000. And it was called Chicago Music Legends. And instead of seating the audience in the audience, we seated all 300 of them, not 4,000, on stage at cabaret tables. Oh, terrific. It was terrific. And so my artists had their back to what would be the audience, the big audience, because all of the audience was on stage with them in the theater. And it was great. And so they... The That's show. kind of a unique way of performing. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it was really, actually, it was not my idea. It was the auditorium's idea. Oh. Brett Batterson at the time was the artistic director. So that was called Chicago Music Legends. And that was sensational and a sellout. And then another one that I'm very proud of was at the Empire Room at uh, the Palmer House. And I called that one the night that never was. And it was Frank Sinatra. And these are all people that were never on stage at one time, so that's why I called it that. Frank Sinatra, Peggy Lee, um, Judy Garland, and Ella Fitzgerald. Really? So I had all and four singers. Cast there. It was a yeah. great and Rich Daniels Orchestra. Yeah. You know, City Lights broke down to eight pieces. So we also had a wonderful band backing us as well. So I was very proud of that. And that was dinner and dancing and a show. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And there have been many others along the way, but those are the two that I'm really... Outstanding. Oh, yeah. Okay. I understand there was a well-known author who encouraged and helped you with your writing. Who was that? A gentleman by the name of Sidney Sheldon. Sidney Sheldon, yeah, I kind of mm -hmm. heard of him. Yes. You kind of heard of him because you're a writer. Yes, Jim. yes. So, of course, yeah. you've heard of him. And I used to go to Sidney's house in Beverly Hills on Thursdays with my buddy Nikki Blair, who played cards with Sidney every Thursday night. George first, and I'm, I'm trying to remember the fourth party, but it always changed up. And, you know, I got to know Sidney very well. And as we know, he. He originated I, I Dream of Jeannie yeah, oh, and yes. Heart to Heart. Then when I met him, he's, he was in his 50s, and he became a very prolific mystery novel writer. And do you know what? Every mystery novel he wrote went to uh, Movie of the Week. That's fantastic. Do you remember Movies of the oh, Week? Oh, my goodness, yes. Wow. Yeah. Every single book he wrote became a Movie of the Week. Yeah. So. You know, did he write the screenplays or just the book? He would write the book, and somebody would else would take it and write the yeah. screenplay. And they were all mysteries, as I said. So I would hang out in the library, which was where he wrote, and just sort of suck it all in. <laughs> and he would say, "Barbara, you love books." He would catch me in there after cards, and literally every every wall was floor to ceiling books, wow. except okay. for this long, expansive window, uh -huh. and in front of that was this huge, I've never seen bigger, desk, and then this large, beautiful, overstuffed, kind of a red leather uh, chair that he sat in. So he either wrote at the desk or at the chair, <laughs> and I said, well, I love to write. It's my most favorite thing, and so he said, well, let me see a few of the things you've written. 
and he liked him, liked them a lot. And I said, you know, there's this gal that I, I'm very honored. She's asked me to do a rewrite on her script, on her movie script. So I did that, and I handed it to him. And he loved it, so he encouraged me to do what I did. Uh -huh. So do you want to know what I did? I, I have curiosity, yes. Please. <laughs> Who's asking the question? You'll never believe. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I look back on it now. No fear, right? That's who me. I've always never had fear. For some reason, yeah. I always felt like we were all equals, whether I was in the room with Dick Clark or Prince or mm -hmm. Michael Jackson or Richard Rose. Richard Jackson. Yeah. Okay. And so I. I made a phone call to the then head of 20th Century Fox film, and that was Sherry Lansing. Okay. Do you remember Sherry Lansing? She was the only woman to ever run a movie studio, and she did it for many, many years. So I called the number, and I got her secretary, and I pitched it over the phone. I said, this is a life-altering script. You must let me get in to see Sherry Lansing because it will change her life. And I said, um, I'm leaving tomorrow morning. I can't believe I said that. And I must get in this afternoon or tomorrow before I fly. Well, I did such a great job with secretary. She gave me an, an appointment late that afternoon. Can you believe? I mean, this is just crazy. That is wild. So I'm standing there in front of Sherry Lansing the head of 20, 20th Century Fox Films. She's gorgeous, and I'm probably shaking like a leaf, right? And I started my pitch, and I was extremely effervescent about <laughs> my script. <laughs> Am I really? Yes. Well, this time, it didn't work. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I looked up, and something wasn't happening. And all of a sudden, she buzzed for her secretary. And before I knew it, I was being whisked out of her office. And she was screaming, this isn't a movie of the week. This is a disease of the week. Oh my God. That's how much she hated it, because oh. it was about a woman uh -huh. in a wheelchair who had this wonderful life, which I went into yeah. in show business. And she had devised this great dance where she had a dance partner and she could do the dance in her wheelchair. She had had polio since she was sick, six. And this whole story evolved around this wonderful human being, very heartfelt story. But when I talked about the wheelchair, she called it a disease of the week. And I was thrown. But how many people, Dick? can say they were thrown out of Sherry Lansing's <laughs> office, right? <laughs> not, not too many. <laughs> right. You know, you have a wonderful, melodious voice, Bob. Why oh, did you launch you. your own career as a singer? Well, it really happened by accident. You know, some of the best things do, right? And yeah. um, <laughs> I've always been a music producer's agent or manager or an artist manager, manager or agent, and this particular phone call I got changed my life. Um, 
in Chicago. I'm sure you're aware of Davenport's piano. Yes, cabaret. absolutely. In fact, I attended one of your concerts there. Yeah, I forgot you were you. there. Right. And we met there. That's where we met. Of course. Well, ten years ago, I got a call from Davenport saying, <clears throat> excuse me, you know you're doing this show in five weeks, and we need to know who your artist is. They're calling me because I'm the booking agent on this show, and we need to sell tickets. <laughs> and so what's the name of your artist? What's the name of the show? And you booked it back in February. And guess what? I had forgotten I had booked a show. Oh, goodness. Oh, God. <laughs> and this is now right before November, right? the end of October, and all of my artists in Chicago had already had their fabulous shows where their fan base had already come. And I knew that in another month, nobody would come. You know, the fan base had just seen their big show, their big, big show, you know, with a thousand people or 300, and Davenport's holds about a hundred. And so I said, let me get right back to you. I dropped the phone. I thought, I'm going to do the show. (laughs) I called her back, and I said, the show is called December Love Through a Music Age. No, I'm sorry, December Love Through the Eyes of a Music Agent. And she said, oh, that's a great... And she didn't ask me who the artist was, (laughs) because I would have had to say, it's me. (laughs) But when I sent her all of the things, you know, the photos and stuff the website she called me laughing she said this is one show I don't want to miss <laughs> so of course nobody knew me as a singer surprise, but I'd been surprise. around yeah. you know music all my yeah. life and I sang many places just not just not professionally yeah. and in recording studios because I lived half of my life in recording studios in Chicago and in LA and I would be thrown into the mix when they needed another voice or that kind of a thing. So it didn't really, I was really prepared and didn't know it. Uh-huh. And it went so well. Of course, I just invited all my friends because I knew that they would put up with it, right? <laughs> and it really went well. And, it, and I did it in honor of my birthday, which is December the 8th. And you know what? I'm still doing these. Yeah, I know you are. And uh, where can people go to keep informed about your concerts? Well, and you know what? I mean, I'm not only doing them at Davenport's. I'm doing them now at other clubs. Mm -hmm. I have eight different shows. Wow. And my next show is called Hollywood Out of the Box. And it will be um, August the 30th at Le Piano in Rogers Park. And if anybody's interested in in seeing my new website, which is all about my singing career, I think that's yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I thank you. I would recommend that they go there. Would you go ahead? Oh, oh, thanks. Okay, it's www. barb b a r b bailey b a i l e y music m u s i c. dot com. Great. And there's a contact uh-huh. tab there. Okay. So just fill that oh, out. Okay. And then they'll get back then you get back to them. Yeah. Oh, great. That's and terrific. then I will get back to whomever. That'll work. Well, you're indeed a lady for all seasons, Barb. It's been a lot of fun interviewing you and 
I'm sure my podcast audience uh, enjoyed it as well. All for now, be sure to check out my other blogs and podcasts on my website, www.richardroseauthor.com. Have a great day, and remember to let your imagination run wild!